This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. It is 7 o'clock. Weather in the area, partly to mostly sunny, warm, with low humidity, too. Beautiful day. 86, but again, low humidity, so it should be very nice. Nice. Tonight, mostly clear, comfortable, a low of 65. Wednesday, partial sun with an isolated afternoon shower, a high of 84 tomorrow. And then Thursday, increasing clouds, showers, and thunderstorms possible at night, though. No big, severe weather, though. No outbreak is expected at this time. 84 for the high on Thursday. So that, uh, it's looking pretty good, actually. That's not bad. But actually, uh, right now, it's mostly sunny in 62, and Brittany and I both agreed it's very cold. It felt so cold when I let <laughs> out the dogs. I was like, get back in, hurry up. And so dark. Did it, it feel dark? Uh, it's, yeah, because yeah. I, I, I get up every time oh, yeah. at the same time. Every day I let the dog out. And now I got to get the headlamp out because I pick up after my dog every morning. I don't let leave. I hate that. It's so gross. It's insane that you do that. Yeah, so I pick it up, but I, now I got to have the headlamp. I put the little sure. lamp with the thing. You are the miner's helmet. Yeah, the miner's, miner's helmet. helmet. Yeah. You're like mining it. poop out there. What time do you get up at, Rudy? 5.03 every morning. Okay. Yeah. God, by coincidence, last night, I, I just, Kath and I just started watching Succession, and we we're on uh, episode two or three, I don't yeah. know what it was, and by coincidence, there's a kid in the snack room, and he's filling up his little plastic bag with candy and crackers and all this stuff, Cause he, and, and his boss comes and goes, what are you doing? He said, well, this stuff is free, and he goes, yeah, that's not what I'm saying, but what are you doing? He goes, what do you mean? He said, look at your bag. And it's a dog bag, right? Oh, like a poop bag. Yeah, like a poop bag. And he goes, what are you doing putting food in that? And he goes, you know, these things aren't pre-pooped. <laughs> <laughs> really pre-pooped? Does that work? <laughs> that show is damn... I tell you what, I'm, I know I say it a lot, uh, probably every day, but streaming is just kicking ass right now. Yeah, that show is funny. The show's really good. I feel like so what you're, that scene <clears throat> is from the third... That from... That scene is from later in the seasons. No, this was like two or three. Maybe he does it again. Oh, yeah. He might do it again because this was either episode, I think it was episode three, I think. Okay. I know Dad just woke up again. Okay. So that is what, two or three? Do you remember? Yeah, it's like early on. <clears throat> Something like that. And by the way, <laughs> the first thing he says to his son after being in a coma is not very nice, I will tell He's not a very nice man. He goes like this. The guy's been in a coma for how long? Like a month or something? Yeah, Roy. Or, uh, I thought, thought he was going to die. Yeah. Brian Cox plays the dad. He's so good. Phenomenal. A great actor. But he wakes up and he goes, hey, goes, Dad, so great to see you sitting up in a chair. And Dad's got his eyes closed because he's still in misery. He goes, I would just like to say that you... Are an effing disaster. <laughs> First thing out of a coma, he calls his son an effing disaster. No, that show, he's brutal. Every time you're like, oh, maybe there's some humanity, but he is brutal. Oh, I, we're, like I said, we're only two, three episodes in, but it's really, really good. Yeah. Same with Righteous Gemstones. We're three into that now. That's hilarious. Hilarious. It's really nice to have, and basically what we do is Catherine and I set aside from like 7.30 at night or 8 o'clock at night till about 9.30. And that's when we watch all of our television. I mean, yeah. I watch the news and all that stuff, but our time together watching television is, is just before I go to bed. And it's, it's nice because you either watch funny things, you watch the dramas. It's, it's nice to be entertained before you hit the sack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then have nightmares about your real life. Yeah, of your terrible <clears throat> real life. To wake up to this agony every day. This agony you chose. You know. I did not. I was reeled in. Yeah, I'm sure. I was reeled in. Yeah, okay. You heard what I said. You heard me. Um, Brittany and I, well, Brittany references. I haven't seen the story yet, but it, 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 I don't know what the hell. Okay. I, 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 okay, what? Oh, wait. I was going to say is just before we do go to that story, did you watch at all the big dock worker fight, Rudy? The big dock worker fight. Yeah, so there's this huge fight. It's all over the news. It, there's this huge fight with this dock worker who's trying to get this um, big ferry to come park. And there's a boat in the way. And he's like, you got to move your boat to these guys that are kind of like wandering around this dock. It turns into this mat. Like, there's this guy ends up swinging a, a, and wrestling with the dock worker. But then all these spectators, which you can watch in the video, are like, you know, like, what the hell? What are? They get involved, and it becomes this huge fight. 
So they just recently talked about warrants it being issued because they were like arresting everybody involved. It's a massive fight. Oh yeah, look at all these dudes with their visors on. Probably got a bunch of Bud Lights in them, all taking haymakers at. Oh, look at these guys. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and it turns into like like people. A guy jumps off one boat, swims, and then gets in the fight. Oh lordy! Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess I don't have to do the story now. You just did the whole story. No, that's all. That that was the But there's nothing up. else to say. Oh, no, there? no. They finally started issuing warrants. So my story isn't even, I thought you already knew the other story. No. So the other one's been around for like two days now. And this story is now about the warrants that they're issuing to who and to what. Oh, you want me to read this because it's on Coosa Street. I don't even know what that means. I know it, you don't, <laughs> but I'm really it's happy you don't. a good name. <laughs> you know what a Coos is? Oh, yeah. No, okay. I, I say it all the time. <laughs> well, there you I go. Say, yeah, you've never heard coos? <laughs> no? Oh, yeah, no. Coos is like, it's a, it's. Don't tell know. her. Yeah, you know. Son of her beeswax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that you did that story, we'll move on to another one. Are you not going to read the warrant one? Well, police in Montgomery, Alabama. Oh, is this in Alabama? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, issued four arrest warrants for suspects who attacked a black dock worker in an altercation that led to a brawl at a dock at the Riverfront Park. Uh, there are four active arrest warrants, so there's possibly a uh, possibility more will follow after review of additional video. A police spokesman told ABC News police did not release the identities of the sus- uh, suspects. Police said officers responded to a disturbance at 200 blocks of Coosa Street. They went over to Coos, baby. Around 7 p.m. on Saturday, officers found a large group of people engaged in a physical altercation, and several were detained at the scene. I'm guessing a lot of alcohol on the boat. I don't know. That, you know I, I, yeah, that? That, I, that'd be cool to know, too. Videos at a brawl were captured by bystanders on cell phone. Yeah, you wouldn't want to help the other guy, though. Let's take some video of him getting his ass kicked. Oh, a bunch of people helped. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear it. According to the videos, the fight appeared to begin when a white man attacked him. What does that have to do with the, the story? Mm. Did he attack him because he's black? I have no idea because we're, far, we're too far away to hear what is going on with the fight. But I, I just really wish that people like ABC News would make sure that, that race had anything to do with it. It just, it may not have. Look, the guy, the dock worker, got screwed over no matter what his skin color yeah. is. According to the videos, the fight appeared to begin when a white man attacked a black dock worker. Several other white individuals joined the altercation, which escalated to a brawl attacking the black man. Other videos captured by onlookers show that additional people joined the brawl in an apparent attempt to defend the dock worker. Uh, yeah, I don't know. According to witnesses who captured video of the incident, the fight began over a reported dispute between a dock worker and the owners of a pontoon. Yeah, the guy, Jesus. Looks like he uh, threw, threw the haymaker to kick the whole thing off, it looks like, anyway. Well, yeah, the, uh, the dock <clears throat> worker is explaining to that guy, you got to move your boat, and the guy is screaming at him, and then all of a sudden, some guy comes out of nowhere and gives, like, the flying, you know, Ricky the Dragon steamboat <laughs> at the guy. It's wild. It, but here's the thing. As I was watching it, because it's like, it's, it's you know, not to get back to the race thing, but it's one black guy who's, it looks like he's kind of taken on, like, six white dudes. Yeah, it does look like And it. all of a sudden, the white guys kind of slowly start to leave, and I'm like, oh, this is breaking up. And all of a sudden, out of the left side of the frame comes a large group of huge black men. And I was like, oh, that's why those guys are leaving, because they're pussies. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) They don't want to get their asses kicked. There's a guy that jumped off a boat (laughs) and swam, got out of water. Yes, he jumped out of a boat, swam to the dock, pulled himself up, and immediately started fighting. Do you know how exhausting it is to swim fully clothed and pull yourself on a dock and immediately start? fully clothed? Yeah, the guy was who was, like, yeah. Yeah, the guy swimming, yeah. Yeah. With the T-shirts and shorts, though, right? I mean, I think, He's not yeah. wearing a tuxedo. No, yeah. no, no tuxedos. That would've, I would definitely feel like that would have been noted. No, that guy came after the video had stopped, the guy in the tuxedo. Oh, he did? Okay. Yes. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm looking at it right now. I can see the argument between the dock worker and the guy uh, with the pontoon. By the way, it's pointed out, oh, my God, a guy comes out of nowhere. Oh, it's that same guy. Yeah. Because the dock worker, the dock worker was talking to a different guy at this point. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I just don't understand. Why. Look, I'm looking at the picture of this guy, this honky. Jesus Christ, he threw a hell of a punch there. But he, uh, are the other guys trying to get him off the guy, or are they just trying to slow things down? Because I don't see any of the other ones throwing. Did they throw punches, too? Oh, everybody's throwing punches. Are uh, they? Yeah, I have to show you this side video, but it's so dark. 
Wait a minute, there's a there's a, an ad going on now. It's got to get back to the story. Uh, now, I don't know. And by the way, they say the black pontoon boat parked where the ferry parks. They wouldn't move when uh, we were trying to pull in. It seems uh, what these guys wanted trumped what a couple hundred people. Well, see, that's, that's the exact point. And I'm glad you pointed this story out because people buy... Yeah, see, I don't see anybody else throwing punches but that one guy. Oh, they, no. come, they come over and attack me, like tackle people. Oh, yeah, there's another angle there's a there. side oh, angle. There? That's what I was oh, trying to okay. say. There's a side angle okay. where people are flying out of the water. I mean, I'm not trying to laugh. It's so crazy. It is crazy, but why is it happening? Because they won't move their boat. Why is it really happening? Because of selfishness. We have become the entire earth has become one selfish puke hole. Everybody, it's me, 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 more me now, it's all about me. And until that ends, this is gonna keep going on. Yeah. I mean, I've never ever in my life seen so many brawls. I mean, you would see a brawl maybe a, once or twice a year on the news. Do you remember seeing a lot of brawls on the news? Because I do not. Well, you have to keep in mind cell phones. That makes a huge I'm not saying you're wrong. No, no, no. I understand. They got video of it and all yeah, that. Yeah, like you didn't even hear about them back then. Because it's not like you're going to come to the news and be like, "There was a four-person fight on the dock." We'd be like, "Well, we, what are we going to no. report about that?" No, but I like understand. all these people with cell phones is going to bring out a lot more stuff. But I've never seen one. Have you ever seen a fight on a dock? I've, I don't think I've hung out on a dock. Well, there you go. Why? You must have been on a boat going by a dock. I mean, yeah, I think so, but I'm not I, I just, a frequenter of docks. The biggest problem you've got now is everybody, because of our society and the ass-kissing that goes on, thinks they're very special and it's always about me. Yeah, there it's was... disgusting. A listener wrote in, Patrick wrote in, said the dock worker moved the boat without any permission. That pissed off the owner. But it's like... You got a giant ferry trying to come right. in with hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. I don't understand. That's why I turn my phone off and sit at home watching television. That's a good call. I'm gun a, smoke. A gun smoke. I used to love that show. Sure. Well, I still probably love the show, but I've seen them all. Love that show. James Arness went to Central High School in Minneapolis. You knew that, didn't you? Mm-mm. Yeah, the guy who played Matt Dillon. I didn't know that. And then his b brother, Peter Graves who was also actually Peter Arness, but he used his name. He was a guy on Mission Impossible. Oh, wow. The Arness brothers both went to, yeah, to Central High School in... Uh, They've done well for themselves. Minneapolis. Yeah, they did pretty well, I would say. Are they both even around anymore? I don't oh, know. <clears throat> I, I don't know. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, they were... You know, it's funny because when you watch those old movies and old shows, you look at somebody and you're like, that guy's got to be in his 50s. And they're like, you know, he took that role when he was 26 years old. You're like, how does that work? Why do you look so old at such a young age? It's so wild. Yeah. There you have it. I, I don't, so how I, I assume the, the pontoon guys were drinking. Did they, did they talk about that at all in the story? I don't know. I didn't read the rest of it. Um, well, if you go flying, you know, right. uh, hey, you can add a guy with no shirt on <laughs> and you got, yeah, I right. imagine you've probably had a couple of pops in you. So that's the whole deal. So will they be arrested for boating while drunk? Probably not the boating, but I bet disorderly conduct oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. obviously assault. That'll probably go down. Because this never would have started had the guy not come flying at the at the dock worker. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that kind of it. And first of all, sir, you're about the size of a sixth grader, so calm down. Guy, do you see his legs? I don't know. The one I see throwing his whole body at is not little. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the guy who started the fight, though, was a, a, a little guy. Was and I don't he? mean short. I'm talking about very, very skinny. Oh. He's really thin. So, those, those short, skinny guys, they're the worst, aren't I they? said oh, they it suck. wasn't the fact they were short. Just <laughs> dial it back. I was saying it's because yeah. he was short. It's got oh, you did? Way to, to go. Yeah. Way to go. Yes. F yeah, feed into his deal. That's what you we need here today. <laughs> not a problem. I'm on it. But yeah, I, I, I just, uh, that's why, to tell you the truth, I do not go out in public much. Because right now, I have a real hard time with people and how incredibly selfish we've become. And not just in America, it's everywhere. You're worried to get in a massive dock fight? No, I'm just, I don't want to put up with their selfish, self-involved bullshit. Yeah. Me, me, me. It's all about me. Everything's about me. It's yeah. like nothing's about you. You're a lame brain. Right? Who was it about? What? I'm saying they're saying it's about me. It's about me. Who is it about? 
That's not the point. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just starting a conversation. Not a good one. Oh, well. <laughs> Nobody else has any idea what the hell you're talking about. But I respect that. I'm fine I, with that. I respect that greatly. <laughs> no, I, I just, the whole thing. Look, they have a deal now, by coincidence, I guess, in a way. Last night there was a big deal on the national news about the number of fistfights on airplanes now. Yeah. Holy Christ. I don't know what it is. When I'm on an airplane, it's like... There must be a combination. There must be something we could study psychologically because what is happening in people's brains where they go, this is my time. This yeah. is my, I'm going to freak out. Is yep. it the lack of control? It's, yeah, it's con yeah, probably because of drinking or drugs or something like that. But it's mm -hmm. the selfishness. It's I am all that matters that we have a problem with. No, but I mean, like, you know, in our normal life, we can <clears throat> sit where we want, do what we want. But this is the one time that they have no control. You go, you sit where you're supposed to sit. Is that triggering for people? Why? It's always been that way. I know, but I'm, j I'm just saying, like, there has to be a reason that this place... This, these airplanes, people are throwing down, becoming so unhinged, so crazy. And maybe it's that combination of they have no control. You don't get to sit where you want. You don't get to do what you want. You can buy whatever ticket you want. No, I just mean like in general, like it, there is, you're not the one in charge. When you're on a plane, I don't want to be in charge of an airplane. You don't. You don't want. Yeah, me in you charge and I don't want. Yeah. Damn. But like. There's that, and then there's on top of it, you're around people that you're not normally around. Like, you have no, you don't know who these people are. It's something, we could study it. There's something going on with people that become unhinged in the airplane situation. Remember we talked a couple of weeks ago about how Chuck E. Cheese has the most fistfights, you know, per restaurant because of the people? Remember yeah. that? We had yeah. that conversation? Yeah. I feel like it's got a lot to do with that. And the only time you ever see those fistfights break out, and this isn't, a, this isn't a poor thing or a rich thing, the only time you see those those fights break out is Spirit Airlines, American Airlines, Sun Country. It's a lot of the more budget, low end, yeah. low end. Yeah. and it's, that's the same reason with Chuck E. Cheese. You have more people that kind of are in a tax bracket that they are able to afford it, but their quarter means more than the other person's quarter. So when you step in front of them yeah. and you put your quarter in before your the other kid does, now you've you've you know you you're, you're, those are fighting words. And you get on that airplane and your ninety dollars seat means more than the other person's ninety dollars seat, and your overhead compartment means more than the other person. Even though you guys are, but that's more of a, a tax bracket yeah. that is prone to violence, and, and that's think, why this stuff is breaking out. So do you think when people buy a ticket, they feel entitled to? A, B, and C, and when that's not given to them, they're irate. Yeah, you take that and then the combination of booze on the airplane, and then you can sit at the airport and you can drink for three hours before your flight starts. So, yeah, absolutely. So the real answer is alcohol and selfishness. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I've been on an airplane for seven hours going to Europe, seven, eight hours, something like that. I couldn't care less. I'm going to get off the airplane. You do what you do. Just stay away from this little area. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I've got my little halo around my family. Yeah. You stay out of here and you do what you do. It's literally insane. Yeah. It's on buses. It's on planes. It's on docks. It's everywhere. Everybody thinks they're a tough guy now. Yeah. And again, Sonny Barger said it best. Head of the Hells Angels. Everybody's a tough guy until they meet a tough guy. Which I agree with 100%. Yeah. Calm down. Stop drinking so damn much. Remember how pleasant I was when I drank? Oh, God. Very even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, oh. I never used to get in fistfights, though. I never, never got in fistfights when I was drinking. Yeah. I don't. How? You didn't get in very many fights. Are you I just stabbed a, big, a couple guys. Are you a big yeah. talker? Or is that, you're not, are you a fighter? Because you don't get in fights. I don't get in fights. Generally because I think I kind of turn into a psychopath. And they don't like that. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know I was doing that, but it'd be like, yeah. start huffing and puffing and all that stuff. My favorite of all time, though, on an airplane, <clears throat> and you know Fitz. Mm -hmm. uh, Rudy, I don't think you've ever met Fitz. He's a friend of the family. He's 6'5", uh, probably weighs about 320. Gigantic man. And he's got a voice like this, too. We're on an airplane, <clears throat> and this guy... Behind us starts stirring the pot, stirring up trouble. He's bitching at the women. He's bitching at the pilot. He's blah, 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 blah. And uh, 
So Fitz turns around and goes, you know, we're just going to be on this airplane for about three hours. If you could just calm down, that'd be great, and don't worry about it. So the guy said, oh, <clears throat> takes his shoe off and sticks his bare feet between the seats so it's right on Fitz's armrest. Yeah. And Fitz turns around and looks at him and goes, uh, I'm going to take off my belt, and what happens after that, you ain't going to like it all. So I would remove that foot right now. And the man complied. I wonder oh, nice. why. Oh, nice. Everybody's an asshole. Yeah. I don't know why, why everybody's an asshole right now. I just don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. But the only answer can be that they're very self-involved, and they don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves. Yeah. It's disgusting. Actually. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there's more to it, but I get what you're saying. Like, what more could there be to it? I mean, the alcohol part, definitely. Yeah, I think people drinking <clears throat> is a big part. I think people, I think that, ye, you know, year or two years or whatever people did uh, by themselves make people unhinged. I think there's, um, yeah, I think there's this, like, fear that's just injected in our whole country that about the way things are going to turn out. Mm -hmm. And who did that to us? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I think that the media does that. And our education system. I don't know about that one. Well, kids are told in school every day, oh, God, it's really horrible. I hear from young, young people, young kids all the time. That's all they ever hear in school now, how, how everybody's a victim now. See, and, like, I talk to my nephews, and I talk to the, you know, the, the Goldens next door, and I don't get that. When I hear that you say that, I don't, I don't see that as much. Well, good. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Yeah. Because it does happen in other areas. I, I just, just everybody shut up. Everybody calm down. You're not the toughest guy in the world, so stop fighting with people. Yeah. Uh, pay your bills and calm down. Yeah, I love that. Relax. Shut up or I am going to stab you. Or I'll stab you. That's exactly <laughs> Those right. are your options. Shut up or I'll stab you. Act accordingly. Yeah, I, I didn't hang out with guys who did stuff like that. I hung out with really, really tough guys, but they would never do something like that. Yeah. No way. No doubt about it. They were good people, but you didn't want to piss them off. That's a good way to put it, right? I think so. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. So we just solved all the problems in the world. Just <laughs> avoid people is the answer. Done. That's the only, only answer is stay away from human beings. This is Tommy B. For our buddies at Niemeyer Trailer Sales, they've been a part of Minnesota since 1965. The name says it all. <laughs> it actually says the name sales it all. Mm. Boy, whoever puts these together. Anyway, they are family, and they are, by the way, great family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want, no motors but pulled trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Father Jim Sr., started the business, and the brother and sister team, Tim and Lisa, handle Albertville with Jim Jr. at the helm in Elko New Market. They're the best name in non-motorized RVs with great deals on the best brands like Rockwood and Northwood. Niemeyer Trailer Sales truly outservices their competition with personable employees, very, very important. Often sons and daughters, by the way, of this third-generation family-owned business. They simply do what they say they will do every time because their name is on the building. And with a huge selection in RV service pros, you will leave satisfied no matter what you're looking for. Niemeyer takes care of every memory maker, I mean customer, that comes in their Albertville or Elko Newmarket location. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com and put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I'm driving my car safely and legally communicating on my phone. Minnesota law allows a driver to use their cell phone to make calls, text, listen to music or podcast, and get directions by voice command or single-touch activation without holding your phone. Violations are very expensive. The National Safety Council reports that cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes per year, and nearly 400,000 injuries are caused by texting and driving. Not surprising, since four seconds with your eyes off the road is like driving the length of a football field blindfolded. And research shows that just two seconds increases the risk of an accident up to 24 times. Texting may only take a second, but it can end your life or ruin it forever. Please, Drive safely and stay alive. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. 
Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I've decided I want to tie, uh, tie our two top stories together. Uh, the one about uh, getting, in a, getting in a fist fight on a dock. And then I'm going to go over to 21 Plus Puttery, and I'm going to start a fist fight over there, too. You know what? You'll get a weapon. They'll hand yeah. you one right when you putter. walk in. Start hitting people in the head with a putter. Uh, they are really trying to not say putt-putt in this story. And I thought that was really funny. So Minneapolis, yeah, they've got this new thing that they're calling a puttery instead is, of putt-putt. Is putt-putt still around? Yeah. It is, well, I don't know. Like Can-Can Wonderland. Is he your leap at me? Yeah, he's been like excitingly. Can-Can mm-hmm. Wonderland is amazing. Where there's is one um, in like... St. Paul. Yep, that's in St. Paul. But then yeah. there's another one in like Plymouth that has these statues. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Is it indoor or um, outdoor? Outdoor. Really? Where the hell would that be? Yeah, uh, Veterans Park in <coughs> Richfield has their outdoor course, too. Oh, they do, Great too. Great place. Yeah. yeah. A lot of fun. I used to love playing putt-putt. Can you beat... Are you good at putt-putt? Uh, mediocre. Because you don't have to be good at golf to be good at putt-putt. No. It actually no, it's don't. helpful to not be good at golf because that's... I always beat Justin. Do me a favor. Do not bring this up around Gelfand. You know the Gelfand putt-putt story? Mm-mm. Takes his boys out to putt-putt. We're going to have a ball. We're gonna, it's going to be wonderful. He's out there, and I can't remember which son it was, but made a very, very long putt and went, oh, the greatest, and hit Mike right in the face with his putt. Oh. oh Can you imagine how much that hurt? Yeah, that's a lot. Oh, God. Yeah. Hit him right in the face. Dude, <laughs> and there's nothing of, like, getting hit by your kid that you have to not – Especially if you're holding right. them. Like, Go-Go straight up just headbutts us so hard. Oh, and yeah. you just have to continue to hold them and not overreact. <laughs> and you just wait it out. <clears throat> just what you got to do. But, yeah, just, well, maybe on Thursday you can say, say, Mike, have you ever played putt-putt? Hey, Mike, you want to do a round at this <clears throat> puttery? A new immersive golf venue and dining experience opened in the Twin Cities on Friday. They opened this Friday, as a matter of fact. Puttery Minneapolis, a concept from Dallas-based Drive Shack Incorporated. Oh, the Drive Shack, they're the ones, the big netted ones, right? Yeah, I think so. Those Drive Shacks. Those are, they're big. Um, yeah, I've never been to one, but I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's fun. Well, they, there's, there's, there are a couple still around, I know that. Well, celebrates grand opening at 217 Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis starting at noon. The 20,265-square-foot, 21-plus venue. Oh, so you have to be 21 to get in, even. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Features three themed putting courses, art museum, conservatory, and library, bars, and multiple lounge areas throughout the uh, both dining and craft cocktail service areas. Um, you think it's a good idea to give people a putter and a drink? Yeah, I do. It is a good idea. I mean, yeah. we, we've been putting full-on drivers in people's hands, and, right? then, and then they have a yep. girl cart the booze out to people on a golf course. And they're True. in a, like a fake vehicle, but yeah. they're allowed to drive. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I've never seen a fist fight in a golf course. I've played a lot of golf in my life, but I've never seen anybody fighting or, or even arguing for that matter. Maybe they spread out enough. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. That, uh, that might be it. Yeah, I gave some old lady the business one day over at uh, over on the uh, I want to hear Lost about your Spur. sex life. Thank I, you very much. I, I couldn't handle it. She was Because there was people in front of us. You know how it is, Tom, when you're golfing and there's the people in front of you that are keeping you slow. But the, mm-hmm. it's like when you're at a stoplight yeah, and you're like, honking the uh, horn and the guy's like, I'm trying to go, but there's somebody in front of me. Right. Lady started yelling at us for our slow play. Yeah. And I was like, ma'am, it's not us. It's the group ahead of us. And then she got angry and was like, well, I don't see him on the green anymore. And then, like, I lost it. I don't know, for whatever reason, yeah. I saw red. And I was like, because they're around the goddamn corner, lady. Yeah. That's where they are. You paid 30 bucks. I paid 30 bucks. Like, just and, wait. And that was it. And that was the last look. She was like, okay, fine. Sorry. Like, <laughs> this sorry is it a golf course this or putt-putt? This was Lost Spur. Golf course. Oh, Lost Lost Spur. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, I that whole deal about get out of the way. Well, where do you want me to go? Yeah. yeah. If you want to play through, feel free to play yeah. through. But there's another yeah. there's another yeah. group ahead of you that you also have to try to play through now. So just wait your turn. It's Saturday afternoon. What do you expect was going to happen? Who's the one that told us about the Crusher and the Bruiser playing behind them at Hiawatha? I don't know. Oh, I, was like, I thought it was on this show. Maybe it was on the family show. No, I don't remember that, no. <laughs> I guess the entire round down at Hiawatha Golf Course, the Crusher and the Bruiser are behind a couple of friends of mine. You guys need to get out of the way. We got stuff to... I guess they were talking in their wrestler voice the whole time. (laughs) I would be so annoyed. Just stop. Hawk, it's hard to swing that golf club when you got the giant shoulder pads. Exactly. Dude, what's up? Exactly right. (laughs) Can't get any... uh, Oh, whatever. Uh, the concept has existed. Now we're talking back to the uh, pu- the puttery. The puttery. We can't call it putt putt. It's no, too it's classy. Puttery. The puttery. Exactly. Uh, the concept has existed uh, existing locations in the Colony, Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Washington D.C. We are thrilled to bring an innovative putting and culinary experience to the Midwest with the grand opening of Puttery, Minneapolis. Stated General Manager Jeremy Boyer in a news release, we hope Puttery becomes a go-to spot for the area's competitive. Sports-focused residents, Puttery will be the go-to spot for many. Well, it's a good location there, that, that right there in Washington, Hennepin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although that's where I saw the two naked women in a fist fight, right there in that corner. Wow, so they were good. fighting over their tea time. That might have been what it was. I still wonder to this day, how did two naked women get, end up on the street in a fist fight? I don't know. How does that happen? I don't know. It sounds No matter what, in Minnesota, it feels like it's you're not... you got to have, like... It's rare being naked in Minnesota is the right thing weather-wise, like climate-wise. It's Good always point. a little bit cold. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So you're, you guys are right. It's literally right next door to Whole Foods. Yes. Looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah. <clears throat> in any case, will you guys do this? I would love to. It's a far – I mean, I guess I would have to, like, get Justin on board yeah. I mean, it's a good half-hour drive from our house, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think this would be fun just to eat and chill. And I love when we pl- go to putt-putt. We haven't done it in years. Yeah. we use, I assume they have uh, parking there, although... Yeah, Whole Foods has a good um, lot, has a good... You can park there, and they, they don't... They It doesn't matter if you're Whole Foods or not. It's just attached to Oh, really? To it. Yeah. Oh, okay. They have a good um, parking spot, and then... The meters over back there aren't too bad either. If you go a little bit north of there and uh, west, you go by all like where um, the that one restaurant used to be that closed down. Um, the one right there on Hennepin and, and Washington. Yeah, I think it's on second. What was that one that everyone would always take big lines to get in that they closed? It was owned by... You mean up by the Pickle Parrot, where that used to be? No. <clears throat> Not that far. More like Monte Cristo or uh, the Monte Carlo. Oh, down there. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. foot parking over there. And then there's there used to be that one restaurant that people would wait in line to get into. It wasn't Salt or something. Not Butcher and the Boar. That's very far away. It was um, on the other end of town, yeah. Yeah. I, God, if I could think of it, it's driving me nuts. Um, but yeah, there's parking over there. That's a good thing. So you just park on the street, or there's a lot. Uh, hours of operation will vary, ranging from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Reservations are encouraged. Walk-ins are welcome, however. Uh, it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, it looks like it. Uh, they don't really have a picture of it anywhere. 
Oh, there's a little picture of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah three different courses. The, yeah. uh, the art museum, the conservatory, and the library. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So, well, I'd, I'd love to give that a shot, particularly in the winter. That's a great idea. Sure. Yeah, that'd be super fun. Something to do in the winter would be nice because there's not a lot going on. Why does everything have to be an experience, though? Oh, yeah, everything's an experience. You're I, right. I don't need putt-putt to be an experience. I just need to go play putt-putt. That's it. I don't that's need... That's your experience. No, I don't need all that. Like, th- I get that it's fun, but I'd rather pay $7 at the outdoor course. Or If anything, how about this? How about you save all that money, and for 500 bucks, you go online, and you buy a gold golden tea machine there you go and you put that in your basement and then it's all the free rum and cokes you want down there while you're playing golden tea because that's my golf experience i love golden tea. it's the best isn't it's it fun yes you can buy a lot those, of fun you can buy those old machines for like 500 bucks that sure. still work and you can put them in your basement and golden tea it up all you want we used to the memory <laughs> we didn't know you when when we lived in dayton did we no because yeah, we had a down at the barn on the second floor we put a bunch of video games up there oh fun. The, the, ones you're, like, the ones you're talking about yeah that was a ball, man. I don't know even whatever happened to those machines. I mean, I bet Catherine sold them before you guys moved. To Probably. Your, yeah. Um, were you a big video game guy ever? You mean like at the, at the, on TV at the house? Yeah. Yeah, I played some golf back at the, Tiger Woods golf was pretty good. Yeah. The only problem that I have is you buy it, and then after a few years it just expires. Oh. It's like, so I have to buy a new one because you're making me buy a new one? Wow. That's kind of bullshit, don't you think? Yeah, and that was even pre-internet where you weren't online with these games. No, no, you weren't. They were actually, well, I don't even know what the hell they're called. I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. But yeah, I played baseball on there. I played golf. Was Andy really into video games? Oh, he still is. He's huge into video games. Yeah, I thought he just, so. He bought a new, matter of fact, I just bought him a, I just bought him a new system for, like, Father's Day. Yeah? He, I don't you know bought what him he, a gift for Father's Day? Yeah, well, I'm his father, so, you know, I can, he's a father now. Then I've got uh, to reach out to my father, because I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been missing way. on some Good gifts luck. for Father's Day. <laughs> Good luck to you. Have him get a hold of my dad, too, will you? Not a problem. I'm okay. on it. <laughs> Not a problem at all. No, but this does sound... I would love to go down to the pottery, because it looks like... First of all, I think they should make it, like... 31 plus, not just 21. Yeah, plus. 21. 21 a little young. <laughs> it's too Isn't that young. funny when you get to an age where you go, I would like to buffer that out a little yeah. more. How old are you, Brittany? Uh, 37. Oh, no. Okay, so you... 38 plus. That's 38 <laughs> plus. I knew what, what I was be. saying it. As I you, was asking yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, have you guys ever played the Pirate's Cove in Wisconsin Dells yeah. before? Oh, yeah. That's no. a, that one is fun. My is buddy Tim, who is not a, he's not a swimmer. He hates swimming, but his family went to Wisconsin Dells. And they did all the parks in one day. They did like Noah's Ark. They did the, the Zeus, Excalibur, whatever it is. And he's like, I'm just going to go to Pirate's Cove for the day. So he got there right when they opened and he played mini golf all day till like Love 6 it. p.m. And at the end of it, they took a Polaroid and they framed it. And they said like, you know, uh, most holes of mini golf ever played at Pirates Cove, and it was like 197 holes. He just kept playing all day through, and, and just kept doing it all day. And they, yeah, they gave him like a That's nice little amazing. plaque. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, the one I like, I feel like you'd like this one too, is at Centennial Lakes Park, the one in Edina, because sure, yep. it's mm. real greens. Yeah. Justin loves going yeah. there because it's actually practical. Like, like, you don't have the clown jumping out, which yep. I love the chaos. Like, I want Can Can Wonderland. I want all the, like, the nonsense. But this Centennial Lakes Parks is, like, real greens where you get to actually practice. Yeah. It's pretty cute. So you go to Lou Nanny's restaurant then when you're done golfing? No, we don't do anything. Why not? I, I, bring, uh, I bring snacks in my pocket and just eat. I don't, what, what's his restaurant? Tavern 23. Oh, that's nice. Right there, right? Yeah, right by where you're talking. Right there. As a matter of fact, yeah. Louie. God, I haven't talked to Louie. Catherine talks to Louie a lot more than I do. Okay. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It, that was his hockey jersey number, wasn't it? Isn't that yep. why they call it 23? Yeah. yeah. When it first opened, it was Lou Nanny's. But then I don't know why they changed the name to uh, Tavern 23. But mm. it was his jersey number. That's exactly right. Louie Nanny. The whole Nanny family. Really, really nice people. You guys know them at all? No. You don't, you don't, never met him at all at our house or anything? Uh-uh. Really good people. And once Louis starts telling, after a couple of cocktails, when Louis starts telling stories, it ain't ever going to end. Yeah, <laughs> we'll you just yeah. <laughs> take a seat, just, get a yeah. drink. Yeah. But yeah, then this makes my heart kind of sad, but you know, we get together with Tino, his son-in-law. Yeah. And Louis, Vince Flynn was always there. Just had a great time, you know, and then Vince... Had to go and die on us. I know. It's so annoying. How dare he? Way too young. 
How old did God? He was only about what forty or something. Super young. I think it was only he's right around forty. I was not very old. I know that. But we do miss you, Vince. Vince Flynn was a lot of fun to hang out with because he and another guy we used to get together with all the time. Forty-seven. Ev- he was forty-seven. That's insane. I didn't think he was that old even. Yeah. I thought he was in his low low forty. Well, he's a very young looking guy. Yeah, he looks so young. Indeed, but. Uh, yeah, he and another guy in our group used to get in these arguments every time a wine bottle got opened. It was just As soon as you hear the cork come out, you're like... You're oh. wrong! <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Here we go. Here we go. But always verbal, right? Oh, yeah. No, no. They would never... Oh, God. The other guy wouldn't have lived two seconds. Do you ever talk to Vince Flynn's kids? He's got three kids. Uh, I talked to his wife. Is it the ex- his, his wife uh, since, has since remarried to a really, really nice guy. And I only say that because he's like twice my size. Yeah, good call. So, you know. No, he is actually a very nice man. Lisa Flynn. I don't know what her name is now. I don't pay attention to that kind of thing. Yeah. People still ask me. How come Catherine has a different last name than you? I said, because she wanted to keep her name. Who gives a rat's ass? People ask you that? Oh, yeah. Well, it seems like so obvious. It's like, why? That whole thing about you must take my name. Like, well, settle down. Changing your last name is actually the worst thing in the world. Is it hard to go through? It's so annoying. You have to go to the Social Security office, like, and you, you know, it's all in person. You have to do it. You have to get there at like 8 a.m. before they open because the lines start lining up. Takes so long. Everything is still like both worlds for me. I wish I would have just kept my last name and just pretend to go by Arneson because who cares? Like, there's no nobody's asked me to show proof that I'm yeah. Arneson or a Hagen right, or whatever. Right. It's like I could have just been both without having to change anything. See, and another reason that I, I never did care about that stuff. I, I never have cared about that stuff. But uh, I have been told, I don't know, I've never checked it out, but I've been told that Barnard and Brandt is the same name anyway. Brandt is German and Barnard is Scottish. But they both mean the same thing, I guess. Which I, is, what a weird coincidence that is. I mean, if it's true. I've been told that by several people, so it must be true, I guess. But, yeah. But uh, my favorite name I've ever heard, would you change your last name? And this was the man, and I'm not dishonoring him. You were a legend in our house, George. I want you to know that. I never met him. Best last name I've ever heard. You ready? Yeah. His name was George Poofpoff. Poofpoff? Now that's a name right there. That's a, hi, I'm Mrs. Poofpoff. Mrs. Poof. Brittany Poofpoff here. I get so annoyed with the conversation I have to have around it. Poofpoff? Yeah. Yeah, you can be a seamstress with that last name, but you can't be a cage fighter. Poof pop. Probably not poof pop. Yeah, poof pop. You want to change that one. I wonder if there are any poof pops left up left up in Long Prairie. There might be because he was from Long Prairie, Minnesota. Poof pop. Poof pop. I don't even know what kind of name that would be. Yeah. I'd be like I'm Brittany P. Brittany Poof Pop. I like it. It's exhausting. You'd have a convert. What? You're who? Can you spell that? I just would be so. I don't want to have repeat conversations. And again and again and again, having that same, having to clarify, I would drive me nuts. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose that's true. Uh, you guys ever use self-checkout? Yeah, once in a while. I don't like, if I have a good amount of stuff, I don't want to do it. Um, right. Like, I will lean towards more of them checking me out than self-checkout. How about I've you? I've never, ever used it. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, these people have a job for a reason. Yeah. So you want to keep them in the, you know, in in the money by going to them, I would think. When's the last time you were at a grocery store or like Target where you saw more than two people um, checking out people? Boy, that, you know, that's a good call because a lot of times uh, the Byerly's in Edina does. And I think the one in St. Louis, Park, they have at least three open at a time. Yeah. But you're right. Most places you go, it's like two people. Yeah, like Target, man. I can like tap into memories as a kid, seeing like three or four, five, six in a row, all lit up, or like at Cub. But now it's like I can't remember a time there wasn't just like two people. I know. You're right. Self-checkout isn't going anywhere. In fact, these days, the self-checkout will probably ask you for a tip. (laughs) Oh, my God. I already have that. They do? Yeah, there's places where it's where? like, a, like the. I'm not sure exactly if it's the Amazon store or not, but they have places like Amazon, the Amazon store in Seattle, you go to and basically you just grab whatever you want. Yeah. And there's nobody who runs it. And then you just 
walk out, but it'll ask you if you want a tip. And it's like, you guys didn't do anything. I'm the one here shopping. Tip? Yeah, I'm doing all the work, <laughs> and yet you're asking me to tip you. No, that's not how it works. Do they know what the word tips means? Yeah, Why like, it's called a tip? Yeah. And where is it going? And and if you need the price to be higher, just make the price higher, and then I'll make that decision mm-hmm. if I yeah. want to buy the water. Like, what? Okay, test. Where'd the word tips come from? Mm. Because this is actually the, the derivation of it. This is where it did come from, which no, is why this yeah. makes no sense. Seems like a very Cliff Clavin thing to ask. Well, you know there, uh, Sammy. To ensure prompt service. That's oh, where tips came from. Ensure prompt yeah. service. That's where oh. tips came from. So if you're telling me that a machine will not ensure my prompt service, <laughs> I got a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, your machine must be malfunctioning. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big tipper. I got to be honest with you. I don't, you know, I'm not going to tip a machine. That's not going to happen. No. Because you don't have to tip, do you? You, I, you don't have to, no. Okay, no. well, that's good. Um, self-checkout isn't going anywhere, uh, but there's a criminal defense attorney on TikTok named Carrie Jernigan, or Jernigan it could be, I guess, who says you should never use it. She says it's too risky because you can wind up getting falsely arrested for shoplifting too easily. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Oh, I know that's not true. No. I know that's not true. I went to the Target over on University, straight up watch somebody steal and walk out yeah. of there. Really? Like, I think they're going to be pretty nice to you if you accidentally forget to scan an avocado. Well, maybe yeah. not an avocado because they're spendy. But, like, you're, I know that I don't think that's true at all. Stores have large, sophisticated teams that examine the tapes of self-checkout looking for shoplifters. So if you accidentally take something, once they do inventory and figure out uh, they're off, they'll look through the tapes and report you to the police. Or they could just make a mistake on inventory and wind up falsely accusing you. Either way, you're looking at a legal nightmare that's expensive and stressful. But if you must still use self-checkout, she says to only use it on small orders. Use your credit card for proof of what you paid. Keep your receipt and go slowly so the cameras can see everything you scan. Let's just go to the human. What about that? No, this lady is making absolutely scare tactics. This is insane. They're not going, trust me, Target literally will not arrest you until you hit a certain number. Oh, is that right? Because it's not worth their time. No, of course not. So the fact that if you're somebody who's shaking and, like, trying to make sure you get every one of your items and, I don't know, like, a pack of Skittles falls through, they don't care about it. And obviously, if you're trying to do the right thing and a mistake happens, they don't care about that. Well, they should because I don't want to pay more because they don't care about it. It's not that, like, I mean, if you think that the tellers that are also human aren't also making mistakes well, that we do. have to cover, yeah. I'm just saying that it's not, it's rare you're going to make a mistake. And also, if it did some weird thing happen, you're, they're not going to get, yeah. that's... It- you know what this reminds me of? Uh, this reminds me of the scare tactics are when you watch a infomercial, and they're always like... Are you tired of lighting your arm on fire when you make pasta and it shows a guy like swinging his hand what? and it's on fire? And they're like, like pouring need- milk? Yes. Is pouring milk the hardest thing you've ever done? It's like, Aah! Like just some dope who doesn't know how to like do any sort of common sense thing in a kitchen. Yeah. yeah. That's what and this what's feels the commercial like. for? Well, they, they have like the, the pasta like bowl that you boil the, the noodles in, but then it also comes with like the strainer on top. Oh, okay. So you can just dump it. And look, it's so easy. You'll never have to worry about lighting yourself on fire again. I it's remember like, the what? milk one was this like thing you stab into the top of your yeah. milk what? to pour it instead of undoing the cap, pouring it. Yeah. It was like, what? Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. like this like siphon. You just go, boom. None of that makes any sense that, to me at all. Yeah, that's the thing is that they always show these like buffoons on the infomercials not knowing how to do any. Yes. That's why you need this product because, you know, we're going to scare you. That's why this lady writes this thing on TikTok. You could get arrested. I've never. My old man used to throw Diet Coke cases underneath the bottom of the cart. And then we'd go in, he'd pay for everything. And then we'd get out to the car. I'd be like, oh, I guess I forgot to pay for that Diet Coke. And throw it in the trunk. Yeah. I'm like. So he always used to do that. I, he always, he was terrible I was with somebody it. that yeah. did that once with a Red Bull, and I was so mortified. Oh, I know. It's awful. Ugh. Like, ugh. No, you and I get to pay more yeah, for absolutely. everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the person was absolutely stealing. Absolutely. This was not a, oops, I forgot to check it out. Like, I was. Yeah. Nope. Well, now, now I for sure will never use self-checkout. I've never used it, and now I know I never will, because it sounds like a pain in the ass. Um. Yeah, I. 
I don't think that self-checkout's the problem. That lady wanted to write some scare tactic. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes on MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillow sold. Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillow's regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98, and just $10 more for king-size MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. Enter promo code TOM. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillow history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. Do you know the secret to losing up to one pound of fat every day? Hi, I'm Dr. Adam Schatzko with MNFatLoss.com, and I know the secret. Our unique weight loss program makes it easy to lose weight, get healthy, and get your energy back naturally, safely, and effectively. If you'd like to lose unhealthy fat without counting points, no exercising, no prepackaged meals, no surgery, and no hypnosis, go online to mnfatloss.com. If you're interested in losing weight, I highly recommend the MN Fat Loss Program. I started the program earlier this year. I've lost 28 pounds. Honestly, it's been easy. I don't have to exercise. I eat delicious real food, and I'm not hungry. I recommend the program to anyone wanting to lose weight. Many patients lose 20 to 30 pounds in about a month or two. For your free private weight loss consultation, call 763-312-7600 or schedule online at mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Dr. Adam Schatzko, DC. Results may vary. Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as they hit a major milestone, 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports course. To say thank you, each of their locations will host a local community appreciation day. It's a great idea. Join Power Lodge in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, or St. Cloud as they roll out the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prizes, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. As the grand prizes, they'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates near you this Saturday, August 12th, Join Hubbard and Ramsey at Power Lodge from noon to 2 when Tom Bernard Morning Show and Score North Swag. Plus, someone who registers to win on Saturday will score a pair of Gopher Cornhusker home opener football tickets. Ooh, that'd be fun. Uh-huh. Great stadium, too. That's on the 31st of August, by the way. Lower-level seats and on the 50-yard line. What do you think of that action? Yeah. Follow uh, Power Lodge on social media as they unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in power sports. That's right. 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You won't want to miss this. Mark your calendar for this Saturday and get in on the action during the 25th anniversary Power Lodge, where throttle therapy begins. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. And we are joined, ladies and gentlemen, by Kristen Burt. Uh, there's too much to talk about. There is a lot to talk about. I know. So I'm just there's gonna, a lot going on in Hollywood. We're just going to hand it up. When the hell are they going to get it together? Let's go. Who's going to get what together? Hollywood? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we got a strike going on. So that's going to go on. Everyone's predicting December. That's when it's going to wrap. Really? Another five months almost? Yeah, I, I, you know, the, the rumors out there are, I mean, obviously the writers um, met with the producers and the studios last Friday, and it was a meeting for a meeting. So, like, this is what we want to discuss. Can we get back to negotiations? And they couldn't even agree on that. So um, <laughs> I think it was just one of those situations where everyone has an agenda and no one's willing to budge on either side. And until that happens, nothing's going to happen. But there's another little, like, 
secret thing that a lot of people don't realize. A lot of writers have these deals and they, um, you know, for production deals to create shows and everything else. And within the union contracts, if nothing happens within six months, the studios are allowed to kill all of those deals. And then everyone starts at zero. And I think that the studios are waiting for the entire, all the contracts to run out so that then they don't have any writers to pay on these expensive deals and they don't have to worry about it. They can start from zero again. So just hire cheaper people? Nope. They will eventually then settle the strike and then they will, you know, go, hey, this is the budget that we have now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Times are different. We don't have that $100 million production deal for you. We can offer you $10 million. Oh, God. That's a little drop. It's a drop. It's going to be a drop. And, you know, it's it's interesting watching all of the quarterly reports coming back from the studios. They're like, we saved $100 million. Well, guys, it's because you're on strike. Um, <laughs> so they're like, we did better than expected. And I'm like, this is not like a good spin, to be honest. <laughs> I don't understand how they could celebrate that because you're not going to make any money unless you give the people something to watch or buy. I've never understood that. Hey, we made a... No, you didn't make $100 million. You just didn't spend $100 yeah, million. Yeah, right. It's a big exactly. difference. Exactly. And that's the problem, because it's like we... You know, six months from now, there is going to be a lack of content. Yes. We already know that's yeah. happening on linear TV. The ABCs, the CBSs, the NBCs. But it will hit the streamers. The streamers right now just are like, we still have plenty. It's fine. Let the strike go on. But... It's really not good business for anyone. It's not good business for Los Angeles at all. Yeah, and sure. it, we, everybody, everybody I've talked to has said they're feeling it in some way, shape, or form. It's affected some of their work. It's affected how their income stream is happening. People who own businesses are saying people aren't coming in as much. People aren't getting takeout. Right. People aren't getting their hair done. Um, the only thing that seems to be going well, and this one I think is fascinating, plastic surgeons are seeing an uptick in <laughs> facelifts right now. Yes, because you have time off. You have time off. And so I'm like, I cannot wait to see all of the new faces when we return from sure. this strike. Yes, nothing is more bougie than take, having a vacay and getting uh, work done. Yes, and, and it's interesting because they were saying, well, if it was going to be a short strike, like the, the plastic surgeons, and we're talking about the A and B list clients. We're talking about the people that aren't going to be affected by the strike because they can wait it out. But they were like, okay, if it's a short strike, we're just going to do like this amount of work. But, oh, it's looking like a long strike. So, hey, we're going to do the full works, everything, get everything done. And some of the plastic surgeons in town, they're saying, I'm working on weekends to accommodate this because that many people are coming in. What an amazing position we're in. I, I, no, I won't do it yet because I don't want to get too far off topic. But I do have a question for you about one of the people. And we're looking at things like, well, Catherine and I got lucky because we were very busy running around for a few years there. So we didn't see things like Succession and Righteous Gemstone. So we're starting brand new with three or four seasons of, of those shows. So Catherine and I are going to have a lot of stuff to watch because we, we're going to catch up with everybody else. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of content to catch up on for people. I think it's just for the person that really does spend, you know, five hours a day in front of the TV. Yeah. They're going to be upset. And, and I think if there's a show that you love the and you're waiting for that next season to come out, these are going to be massively delayed. It's going to be likely a solid year to 18 months before we see some of these shows again. So, you know, if it's your, your Emily in Paris, the stranger things, we're just waiting. I mean, these kids are going to be 45 years old by the time they finish right. up the final season of stranger things. And, you know, th there, there's a timeline because these kids have grown up so much between the pandemic delay and now the strike delay. There may have to be some alterations on the storyline. And then uh, how did, I got to believe that the uh, the pandemic slowed them down for a couple of years too, right? Yeah, there was a solid like six month shutdown right. with the pandemic before everyone started to like figure out what the regulations were. How do we do this safely? And so there was like that first set of rules. Some productions came back with that, like the soaps. The soaps were the first to return. They were actually using either the actor's spouse to make out with them or they would use mannequins. I mean, Aww. they did what they could. That's you great. know, they would shoot it from behind. But remember, this was the time before vaccines when we thought the vaccine 
vaccine was the cure-all to to COVID. Um, and productions like did what they could with the tools that they had. I mean, it's funny now. And I mean, anyone that goes back and probably researches it will laugh. But <laughs> yeah, I mean- it was a tough time. L.A. was just coming back. And, you know, now all of a sudden we have this again. And this is a big setback in terms of financial dollars to the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty tough four-year run right there, isn't it? When you go all the way back. I mean, right. I, man. It, it is. And there's a lot of people who weathered through the really tough mm-hmm. time with COVID because there was federal money to sort of help them through. There's not money here. I mean, there are um, charity funds that you can go to, like the Actors Fund, which I now think is the Entertainment Fund. Mm-hmm. You also have like sag After Foundation. If you need help, like paying your mortgage or paying your rent, they can assist with that. But you're not getting a weekly stipend um, with unemployment like people did during the pandemic. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. people are saying, it's enough. It's time for me to move to a different sector, different stage of my career. I've got to leave the entertainment industry behind. And we're going to lose a lot of creatives because of this. That's terrible news. It's sad. It's we were just talking incredibly early, sad. earlier this morning talking about television's never been better. Never. They've it was. We, we are exiting. We are I now know. exiting the golden age. <laughs> yes, we are. That's what we need to remember because the last five years or so with streaming, they've been throwing all this money at streamers, right. whether they're successful or not, sometimes giving an unsuccessful series a second a second season because, oh, it got a couple Emmy nominations and that's the prestige. Mm-hmm. So prestige ter- uh, television really entered the picture. That's not going to happen anymore. This is like, Everyone putting the brakes on the big budgets, and this is the studio saying we don't have the money, but they're not being transparent about the ratings. And the studio and the unions are saying we need to know what these ratings are so we can ask for yeah. a fair wage on these shows. So that's where everyone's at a standstill. Okay, my big sad question you got to answer this properly, or I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> is Jeremy Renner ever coming back? Oh, yeah. He's been spotted out and about, and he is, it looks like his recovery is really going well. Glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely, I mean, he's like up and about and moving, and I believe he's he's moving around without any walking aids or anything. Oh, great. He's he's obviously taken physical therapy very seriously, obviously has the best um, doctors around him, and, you know, right now he just can't do anything because it's a strike. Because there's a strike. But he will become, because I really, really enjoy him. He will. And, you know, for him, he's probably one of the few people where this pause, it was probably best for him because he didn't have to worry about production. You know, there was going to be a delay regardless. So he can take that time to heal up and and gain, regain his strength. I'm still trying to figure out which one is the mayor of Kingstown and which one is the Kingtown. There are two shows with almost the same name, one with a woman and one with a man. The mayor that, um, Mayor oh, of East Town, yeah, East. Oh, Mayor of East Town. That one was with um, Kate Winslet. Yeah, yeah, Mayor of it's East Town. So and, easy to get those confused. So what's yeah. the other one? Mayor of Kingstown. So it's Mayor of Kingstown and Mayor of East Town. And one is Mayor M A R M A R. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Which, yeah. but for the longest time, I didn't know that when people were saying Mayor of East Town. Yeah. It's just too. Why would they do that to two series? Name them almost the same they're, thing. They're monsters because they want us to be so confused all the time. They want us to do this little bit and promote them. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. But yeah, we're we're having a great time, Catherine. And I catching up with everybody else. We're about two two three years behind everybody else, but it looks like we're probably going to finish that up just about the time that the production comes back. Yeah, production hopefully will. I'm hoping that they kind of wrap up. Ideally, if they can wrap up in um, the strike in November, they will be able to get like a couple of productions back into going before the holiday break and they can get some writers back to the, the room to get started on episodes so that when everyone comes back from holiday break, everyone's like full force, you know, thousand miles ahead. But if you don't get it wrapped up until December, not going to happen because Hollywood goes on break right around December 15th. Mm -hmm. They break early. Oh, Kristen, did you see the uh, Kevin Spacey trailer? Uh Uh-oh. Kevin Spacey, I don't know why he's trying for a comeback. Did you watch the trailer? (laughs) I didn't watch the trailer, Oh, it's Tom. Out of all movies he was pick, the whole premise behind this is somebody's in a smart car and he's controlling 
the smart car and it's all about you don't have control and it's his voice and it's like you just got accused of having like manipulating people and all these things and the first movie you take back you're sitting here at this voiceover that's like i'm in control now and the movie's called control ish is that the one that came out of europe because hollywood's not hiring him right now yeah but it has a u.s date release date um, well, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to have a, he's going to make a, a comeback because it's like, yeah. he hasn't been found guilty in a court of law. There will always be people who will hire him. Yep. It's like Woody Allen. Woody Allen still gets distribution for his films, but they're overseas. And then they, they slowly make their way somehow onto streaming or, or make their way to the U.S. Let's just say this would not, if I was somebody in his corner, this would not be the movie I would pick right out of the gate. It is so awkward to hear him go on and on about how he is dangerous and controls this woman. It's terrible. Do you know who else is trying? There's a couple of men trying to make a comeback. This is so interesting that you brought it up because you've got Kevin Spacey. Now, obviously, his criminal trials are over. And, you know, those trials have turned out in his favor. Um, You have Chris Noth who played big on Sex in the City, yep. he is now making a comeback. He just did a big interview with USA Today because he's doing some type of mental health campaign. And he's saying, the only thing I'm guilty of is stepping out of my marriage and having affairs. None of these were all consensual. None of them were violent or anything else. There was not sexual assault. Yeah. Um, and there's no criminal charges, so you can't prove that. You know, it's 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 a tough it's a tough, you know, situation for him because it's the he said, she said. So he's he's leaning into like, I just had a bunch of affairs, my poor wife. And Matt Lauer from the Today Show is also trying to make a comeback. I think he's probably going to try with a podcast, but he has been like planting seeds in page six. And they're like, look at Matt Lauer's doing this and that. And he's been with his girlfriend X amount of years. And I'm like, these will be really interesting to watch to see if people are willing to accept them back into the pop culture landscape. So what did he do? Matt Lauer. Yeah. Matt Lauer also had um, office affairs that were also, um, from the women's perspective, were sexual assault. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's why he got fired from the Today Show. Man. I, I... 2023, you're still sexually assaulting women. What the hell? Listen, Days of Our Lives just had a massive scandal that went down over the last two weeks, and it finally led to the firing of their co-executive producer and director, Albert Alar. And what wound up happening on this one, he he was... Um, that he had been accused of creating like a really bad atmosphere on set, sexual assault, sexual harassment. And it went on for years and there was no HR representative on the set because, and a lot of people don't realize this, but when NBC moved the the Tonight Show to New York, they gave up that building and someone else bought the studio. But Days of Our Lives stayed in that particular studio to film their show. But NBC didn't bring an HR representative down there just to make sure all the cast members were doing okay. And it just kind of festered on and on. Finally, there were enough complaints about this particular person. And Sony did an investigation and they're like, we reprimanded him. He's going to go to like anger management. And the cast rebelled. They signed a petition and said, no, we're not going back to set. Wow. And they had to shut down production twice over this. And he was finally... Um, let go last week. And by the way, Albert Alar was doing this while his wife was also on staff. No so way. So it's not like his wife is at home or in a different office building. She was also a crew member on Days of Our Lives, which makes it even more shocking. That's wild. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.